Labyrinth. Come in. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to witness is no illusion. And now we got the bass banging from here to Buckingham Palace. They're all moving. Hi, welcome to This Is Brendan, a very special double stuffed interview with I did with myself with Divya and the beautiful Bia, two very, uh, very athletic and talented young women in Ontario. And they're, they're two of the people, Divya, I trained with, and we talk about this real early on from Squared Circle. And uh, we, we, we're friendly, we're friends, I'll say we're friends, but like, I didn't realize, and I'm accepting now, that my circle is way bigger than it's supposed to be, but like, I'm able to somewhat manage it, it gets out of hand in my mind sometimes, but it's good because it's a community. It takes a community to raise a child, or a village to raise a child, and I'm realizing it's the same with me. And Bia and Divya fall in the category of people that maybe I don't talk to them every day, maybe I don't talk to them every month, but I see them at shows constantly, and it's always great catching up with them. I did record these interviews back in like June, May, June, July, and uh, if you go to my Instagram account, at Holden Pro, you can see these Instagram lives because they're still posted up there, but uh... Hey Simon, we're fucking them up, turning them cycles. Everybody rock, let's bring the house down To rubble and dust, cause we'll be fucking it up Somebody say you Yeah, thank you very much for listening to this. Up first at Divya, we're gonna talk about some old training days. Uh, such like that. There is minor technical difficulties. I left my basement because uh, the the feed wasn't right for a little while. And then, uh, yeah, something I did develop though uh, of thinking about your character as a wrestler, and uh, it's what genre of entertainment would it be in if it was a character, like an actual, like someone acting this out? Would it be like Holden Albright, the the fucking big scary? He would definitely be in a thriller. Maybe a horror movie, but definitely a thriller. And there actually is a movie called Creep. Check it out. PB Smooth recommends it. And uh, so I brought it up with them. Like, what's it called? I would think Gabriel Fraser would be in a drama. Mark Wheeler is clearly a Bond villain. So it would be an action-adventure villain. Von Vertigo would be in this artsy movie. Fucking Shane Saber is a pirate. Space Monkey would be in, like, this child movie. And, like... I looked at them and I mentioned where would they go, and uh, Bia would definitely. Uh, I won't spoil what I believe Bia would be, but enjoy these two. Do it no nighters, no days off, great hands and a little bro weight loss. I predict, I predict, I predict, I predict. Disturbing London got the whole city panicking. I've been Nostradamus, this my nigga. These two interviews back to back. And once again, we are doing a Ontario Indie Holiday Special. Go to Indiegogo.com, look up Go Hard Pro Holiday Special, and you can still contribute to it. And if you can't contribute, just share the link. That's all it takes. But if you want to be a part of it, if you want to get perks, you want to get uh, signed items, you want to help us out that regard, it'll be very much appreciated. But... You'll still be able to watch it for free. Christmas Eve, December 24th. Go Hard Pro presents the Ontario Indie Holiday Special. And I've reached out to a bunch of uh, promotions. There will be representation. So, uh, yeah, it's a true collaboration over competition. That's all I fucking care about. Let's bring us all together. It's a community. So enjoy these interviews with two talented young women. And uh, they're going to take on the world. I can't wait to see their growth. And I can't help that if Go Hard Pro... 
becomes a real thing that I can help provide a platform and exposure. Because I, my legacy isn't main eventing, winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. My, I'm focused on my legacy being reputation. I want to be those whispers of folklore and, oh, you didn't know this guy. And, and realizing that that's my goal now creates this sense of, I just want to do good. I want to not do what I think other people want me to do. Do what I believe. If there's wrong stuff in the world, just point it out. I won't mention it on the podcast so much, but like, deal with it, especially in our little community. Ontario was very lucky that the Speaking Out movement didn't kill our territory, quote-unquote, but enjoy these interviews. I'm sorry for rambling on. Uh, this is my third or fourth interview. Uh, intro I've done. But enjoy them. Please, thank you so much. And just as always, have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, a good night. Just have fun. Have a good day. I appreciate your support so fucking much, especially on this Indiegogo. You're literally putting your money where your mouth is, and as a boy that felt worthless, there's literally a number that you guys are giving me. I'm speechless. Just thank you. I'm truly grateful. I do not deserve any of this, but thank you. I will talk to you all very soon. Probably tomorrow, because I have to upload a bunch of these episodes. I don't have to upload. I want to upload. Because what's the point of having these conversations if I can't share them with you? So I will talk to you all very soon. Thank you. There goes a truck. I predict an earthquake up in here. I predict an earthquake up in here. Cause we throw bombs on it. Throw bombs on it. Just smash something. Yes, much for me. Yes. Hello, for anyone watching Archive, which I don't think anyone actually does. Uh, today, I'm going to have Divya on. Uh, I know her as Divya. I feel like her ring name is different, so I'm going to talk to her about that. Uh, what's up, Travis? What's up, Regan? Ugh. Once again, hour-long naps before work. Bad idea. Hello, Sasha. How's it going? Just waiting for Divya to hop on. Hey, Space. Hey, little buddy. My cat's walking around. How's everyone this Thursday afternoon? Uh, apparently my cat's awake. Come on, Space. Good boy. What's up, Travis? How you doing? Got a white monster going on. Waiting for Divya to join us. Hope everyone's having a great day. Uh, apparently the weather's horrible today. Uh, horrible in a hot and sticky kind of way. My cat's just off camera watching, so... Good meh or bad meh? Travis? Spades? Here's Spades. What's up, buddy? Uh, there's Divya. I'll add her. Hey, buddy. Straight in the middle isn't always the worst, uh, Travis. Hey, how's it going? Hi. I I just realized it was actually really sunny outside, so we're outside. Hell yeah. Oh, and my, uh, my dog here. 
I was gonna ask. Let's immediately jump to the dog. What? <laughs> how old is she now? Oh, she's two years old. Um, yeah, she's she's been enjoying the sun. Like she just like comes out here and she like sunbathes, which is really cute. Aww. So what's her name? Her name is Duchess. Aww. Who came up with the name? Oh, um, it was actually, like, the day that, like, Harry got married really cheesy. And, like, (laughs) kind of... Yeah, we saw how she was, like, perched on me. And we were like, oh, she's a duchess. Like, (laughs) perfect. She's really, really cute. And, like, she's a good dog. Like, she won't wake us up. And she'll, like kind of cuddle when we ask her to. So. She sounds great. Is that your first pet in your life? No, I had, like, guinea pigs before. How many? They're different. Like, I had, like, four guinea pigs. Yeah. Uh, But, like, I wasn't allowed to have pets in my home. So, like, what we did was we just, like, snuck them in. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, well, we have a guinea pig cage now. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally like a Life with Derek sitcom or something. Literally, yeah. But do you have a fur baby? Because I saw one, like, hanging out with you, too. Yeah, Spades, my uh, black cat, just walked away. And then I have a wiener dog named Dexter, a Maltese poodle mix named Leah. And then they fucked and created a mini... uh, like a mini greyhound somehow named Blue because she has one blue eye like Kane. I want a greyhound. I want like a dash hound and a greyhound. You have my gold dogs. <laughs> I want, I think I want a great game because of Scooby-Doo. Yeah, that would be so much fun. Well, she's, she's Pug and Boston Terrier. So she kind of like has that like, like a curly tail, yeah. but she has the, she's kind of like a pug on stilts because she has like long legs. I saw like the photos of her and I was trying to figure out if it was a pug or a terrier. I was like, oh. Yeah, both. Yeah. Do you come from a big family? Yeah, like super big. Um, like extended family is huge. Um, like my family alone, there's three of us siblings. Um, but like we always had extended family at home. Like my grandma's before they passed away, they were like at home. Um, yeah. It's like I think it's an immigrant thing though, because like um with raising the kids and then my parents both had to work like it was always like well if someone's at home watching the kids it's like free childcare, and yeah. they need a like room like we had a lot of space thankfully so uh yeah how about you uh i have one older sister she's four years older than me are you the baby of your family no i'm in the middle i'm the oh, only yeah. girl um there's like my little brother and then my older brother but we have, like, a big gap between us. Like, I I have a five-year gap with my little brother and, like, an eight-year gap with my older brother. Whoa, your parents are fucking throughout all the decades. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so when you, because I started training February 2014, and you were already training at that point. When did you start? Oh, yeah. Like, I started, um, it was pretty much hmm, I was 18 at the time and I had been training happy belated birthday by the way oh thanks <laughs> um, <laughs> it was fun I got really drunk yeah um I think I was training at that time um 
when I, when I started, it was when I graduated like high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so it must have been like June or something like that, like May or something like that. It was somewhere around when I had like lost a big chunk of weight and like it was kind of like 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 a realization almost. I was like, Oh shit, like I can like do stuff now with my body. I was like, Okay, I'm gonna go check this out. So when I did meet you, I was really, really, really new still though. Like I don't think I even got the concept of like what wrestling is or like um because your perspective changes right so like you go from like being a fan and like you don't know how they um can possibly make themselves do anything and then like when when it finally starts you start getting it in the ring as like a wrestler i think it took me like eight months like it took me a while it definitely took me like at least a year i wasn't i think i was at crossbody like in january or december when i was like Oh, shit. Some of this makes sense now. Yeah. And I say eight months because that's when I, like, actually had my first match. But even during my first match, I'm like, what am I doing? What's going on? (laughs) But then, but, like, a lot of, like, practice matches and stuff later, like, it really helped. Because, like, I actually debuted in Japan. Like, my actual. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Uh, like, it was my first indie match, pretty much. Because, like, over here, I was like, oh, I don't know, like, what I'm doing. And I don't know, in a sense, I was kind of like, okay, I'll be over there. Like, we don't know the same language. So, like, maybe I could get away with a fuck-up or two or whatever. But, yeah, and then um, and it was really, really good because, like, I went from, like, finally starting to understand how to put matches together because I was putting them together here. Uh, but... um with someone who doesn't even speak the language, which was like, <laughs> yeah, like that, like you, I remember you in training, like when both of us couldn't do roles or whatever, you were very much, you didn't beat yourself up about it. There's a couple other people that were in our training classes where if they couldn't do a back roll, they were just miserable and holding everyone yeah. else up. You no, were very I much. I might have concealed it, but like I couldn't do a flip bump for like, Oh my God, for so long. It it took me so, so, so long. And then I finally started getting confident when I started doing matches. I'm like, okay, I gotta do this. Um, but it was crazy. Like, and like, I guess maybe I concealed it because like the little stuff is kind of like, okay, I'll get that. Yeah. But like, looking at a flip bump is like daunting. Yeah, especially it, us two being like bigger people. We're like, fuck you guys. How does your ass go over your head? Like, yep. <laughs> pretty great. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So but, where is the, um, yep, go but ahead. really good at um um teaching each other how to post when we were uh when we were training. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just like sandbaggy, like no. we 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 helped each other out when we we're training because like I don't know, no one wanted to get hurt. It was really good. Yeah. It was We had Anton be the sandbag. Did I, <laughs> did I ever tell you the the story of me teaching Anton how to springboard? No. So I get to Squared Circle on, like, a Tuesday really early. I pull around the back, and then I'm hearing, like, banging. So I walk to the front, and I see, like, oh, the door's unlocked. And I go in, and Anton's just lying down in the ring. Oh, my God. like, oh, this kid just murdered himself. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened. And now he's just lying down there, and I was like, you good? He's like, yeah, G, uh, just trying to springboard. And then he went to do it one time while I was watching him. And he had his feet, like, right next to each other. And I was yeah. like, 
hey, why don't you just spread them shoulder width apart? And he did that and he landed. He's like, Big B, you just saved my life. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so Epiphany Motivation does ask, what got you into wrestling, like as a fan? Uh, well, like, when I, when I started watching TV in general, like with my brothers and stuff, right? Like it was always on. Um, I don't think I took an interest into like wrestling until I saw like China and I was like, Whoa shit, who's this? Um, and like, she caught my eye and like, she kind of got me into it. So I was like, yes. Um, so that's kind of like what got me into wrestling was like, um, like the, that I saw women wrestling. Like for me, like, you know, my, my brothers, um, obviously back in the day too, like they just preferred men's wrestling and whatever. Yeah. And it's fine. So that's all that was on. I would watch it. Like I would enjoy it, but I didn't really like get invested until I was like, yo, chicks are doing this. I was like, awesome. So like, and it was a very young age when, you know, cause like when you think about it, I was born in 95. So like already, like, you know, there's, like she was already on the go but i i think it was um it was like when i started to really process that like i could do things that my like brothers could do i was like oh shit like when we started playing like sports and stuff right so when i could like start like being athletic because my mom wasn't really athletic like whenever i was hanging out with my mom it would be like baking and like cooking which is awesome and i like really enjoy that but like when my dad put, um, like, a big soccer, like, a makeshift, like, soccer net out, and we started, like, kicking the balls, like, oh, goddamn, I'm, like, good. <laughs> and started taking interest in, like, you know, like, physical stuff more, and, like, as a woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So was soccer your go-to sport as a kid? Yeah, because my dad played it. So it was kind of, like, and, like, so my dad played it, um, really competitively when before he had us when he was okay. here in Canada um they had like Fiji league and like shit like that so like different like villages from Fijian immigrants would be like playing here and um he was so invested so he's like athletic himself when we went to Fiji because I went with like my family um like everyone played soccer so it was kind of like you know a way to be be one with my family I guess yeah one of the sports that we always um like played and then like watching we always watched rugby but we didn't like play it okay rugby is like this uh, i feel like i think i only know soccer because i'm european on my mom's side so like that's what we played in catholic elementary school i watched the world cup and like the euro cup and then every other sport i'm just like I don't give a shit. I love sports documentaries, though. The Last Dance was amazing. I love ESPN 30 for 30s. But unless there's a story to it, uh, I like my sports predetermined. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, for me, like, I, I enjoyed soccer. And it was, like, super duper simple to, like, understand. Mm -hmm. um, I was good at, like, shooting hoops into a net. But I wasn't good at, like, you know, dribbling and, okay. and traveling and... I was always traveling, so you <laughs> know what to do. But yeah, I'm I'm actually like athletically incapable of a lot of sports. I'm really bad at sports and balls and shit like that. <laughs> uh, 
Another question from uh, Epiphany Motivation. Uh, have you had uh, intergender matches? Yeah. Ah. Um, I. It was crazy because, like, in Japan, like, obviously not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went to England right after Japan, um, it was the first time, like, I got thrown into intergender. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Because, like, I did, um, like, uh, train with, the guys all the time yeah. um, at Battle Arts. Like, I was training with guys for, like, six months. Like, there was, like, no chicks. And I was like, damn. Then I went to Japan where it was like, no, like, you don't wrestle guys. Like, they didn't like it. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I had that for a few months. And then when I finally went to England, it was kind of thrown at me. Like, it was, like, a mixed tag. I was like, awesome. When I went to England, fun fact, I didn't really go for wrestling. Like, I just went to meet um adam's family and kind of like feel out the vibes um and then we just like got connected with some of the wrestling people there it was awesome and then all of a sudden we had this mixed tag and they wanted to do the finish of my samoan i'm like awesome awesome and i was gonna moan this this chick right um and she was tiny i was like well awesome then like i think it was like five minutes before we went on um, and mind you, I'm still new, right? Like, I'm still kind of getting it. Um, and this, I think he was 240 pounds, he told me. Her boyfriend at the time was like, yo, why don't you just Samoan me? And I was like, I've never Samoan a guy, like, in a match. Like, I've done it in training, but not in a match. What the hell? Yeah. So we went over it once where I could pick him up, and I was fine. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, let's do this. And we did it. And I think that the promoters caught on, right? They were like, this chick. And I was like, a little more like bulky than two. Okay. So I'm like, yo, this chick can pick up guys over her shoulders and slam them. That doesn't happen here. And like, you're also short, though. You're also short. Yeah, I'm so short. So you don't really <laughs> expect it, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then and then that just kicked off like the promoters there that I kind of like, you know, um, did a lot of shows for. They they were like, yo, like almost every other match was like intergender or like mixed tag. Yeah. And uh, no one knows that about me. Like, you know, when I was in England, um, like half the time I was wrestling guys for sure. Um, but it was like super fun. And that opened me up to it. And uh, like the audience like was super responsive with that, too. Like, they love seeing a chick beat up a dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, that's my favorite part. It's I've had a bunch of intergender matches. And when you said you're still new, you're still getting it. Like, legitimately, I feel like I didn't, quote, unquote, get it until, like, November or October last year. And that's, aww. Uh, <laughs> that's when I just, like, went, okay, I have, like, somewhat of a template. But then it gets challenged every time I face someone newer and I'm learning more stuff. Like... I've had intergender matches against Jody a few times. And then I wrestled Addy for my last match before uh, the quarantine stuff happened. And I, I asked Josh Alexander, I was like, what about this? He's like, just don't punch her, especially it's a it's a small town. It's the first wrestling show for them. And it's already an intergender match. And then just the power spot of all I gave her was clubs to the back, chops, maybe like a knee to the gut. And everything else was just like, a suplex, a body slam, and then she powerbombed me off the second, hit her finisher, and the crowd's going wild for it. Yeah. And the fact that 
it doesn't matter if it was a male and a female. It was just two pro wrestlers that had a good pro wrestling match. And it's those little things where it's like, fuck yeah, the people will get into it as long as it's just good wrestling at the end of the day. Yeah, totally. Like, and like, if you can like relate back to it, then like, it's even more fun, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> just as long as it doesn't relate to like spousal abuse. No, yeah, that's, that's scary. <laughs> so like, you've had this weird, like, I, we both moved on when Squared Circle closed. You went to Battle Arts and then Japan and then first intergender matches in England. You've had such a weird fucking experience and learning curve like are you, do you realize how lucky you are to have that learning curve where it's you see other people that just trained at one school and only know one style or think one specific way where it's your fucking view vantage point is from five different continents crazy right like i think that like i was so young and like i didn't like for me it was also chasing like where can i train mm -hmm. so um for me, it was like, okay, I've been training at Battle Alerts for, like, almost a year. Um, and I kind of, like, did realize, oh, my God, like, I'm only training with guys for, like, what? It was, like, five, six months. And I was like, ah, like, I need to I need to wrestle girls. Like, you know, like, you only, you, you feel like you can only um, push yourself so much because, like, you know, the guys don't want to hurt you either, right? But you want to see what you're capable of when you actually go out and wrestle. So I got the opportunity super quick, and um, it was because I was willing to, you know, like, go out there and mostly train. Like, most of my time was training. Um, I did, like, a few shows there, not too many, but it was so I could train. Mm -hmm. And um, when I went to England, it was like, damn, like, I might as well keep training. And, like, because I realized that every single training place I went to, because when I went from here to there... Um, when I was here, I only trained at like a couple places. Yeah. When I was there, I was training with like three different um, places. Um, like there was like a Japanese lucha. Um, there was like um, um, the the regular. Uh, sorry. Um, Reina, Reina. So like the wrestling promotion I was with. So that was a few girls. There was Ice Ribbon. Uh, Ice Ribbon Dojo has, like, some of these, like, beautiful talents, like, crazy flawless wrestlers, um, and I got to, like, train with them, um, so I was training at three different places alone, and then on top of that, um, I don't know, I was, like, obsessed with, like, submission wrestling, and it was because of, like, Toy, right, like, yeah. Yuki Ishikawa, and um, so I seeked out um, uh, Tiger Mask Dojo, and Tiger Mask Dojo was doing, like, training every week. I was like, I'm there. Like, I love this stuff, right? So it was just me, Adam, and, like, two other guys, pretty much. And we were training and doing, um, like, submission wrestling groundwork. Um, so that's, like, four different, I think, four different places. <laughs> I was, like, training at a week. I was like, damn, this is awesome. So it was, like, mostly, like, education. Because I went to college, like, for a year. But then when I got that opportunity to, like, go to Japan, travel, you know, wrestle everywhere, I was like, how can I, like, go back to, like, a classroom? Yeah. It didn't make sense. So, um, like, I'm really, like, thankful because there's a lot of people who are like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. And, like, and I'm like, yeah, I am. But I don't think I realized it then 
Like, once I was in the thick of it, then I was like, oh, shit, I'm here. Like, this is what's happening. But before that, I was kind of like, okay, like, I'm going just to learn. And I didn't realize how fast, like, it would take off with me being able to go to England and wrestle there. I was like, you know, whole other thing. It's so weird because, like, I took every single seminar I got a chance to do in the first few years. And I came around in a lucky time where there's Smash Wrestling doing a seminar almost every month. You had Super Cake bringing in people. And it's like, that was awesome. <laughs> but it's just like, you get better as you grow. And then you look back, you're like, oh, fuck, that thing Tommy N told me, now it's kicking in. Oh, man, I wish I kicked in three years ago. And it's like, you were just going, okay, well, I'm tired of training with just guys. I want to go, oh, Japanese female wrestling, super strong. I want to go there. And wow. Go. Yeah, that was my freaking, that was my goal, right? Like, when um before i started you know wrestling i was super, like i was um obsessed with chris jericho i like loved him um awesome wrestler and read his book and i was like yo man like I'll, i i want to wrestle in japan like it was crazy um and that was before i even started wrestling and then i started wrestling and then with toy i started like yuki is just like a mastermind with everything when it comes to groundwork i was like damn and um, sparring with him all the time, I was like, damn, I have, like, a skill now. Let me <laughs> let me go check this out. And um, I think I, when I went to Japan, they understood the level of wrestling I was at. But it was very different from their other, like, um, females that come ab- from abroad. It's yeah. not like, oh, shit, she's getting on the ground and she's freaking, you know. Um, so it was, like, super different for them as well. And I think that it was really cool because, like, I was able to learn all my pro wrestling stuff there. Um, and when it came to, like, um, audiences and stuff like that, too. And I was teaching them, like, a lot of stuff that I learned. And and also, since I trained with guys, I was training with these girls that had never trained with guys. And I was like, yo, okay, let's, like, do these different body slams because they do a different body slam from us. Um, like, the Japanese women, um, they train in a different way a little bit. So I was like, yo, try this. And they loved it. I was like, yay. <laughs> and, like, I'm contributing too. Yeah. yeah. So it was really nice. Because like, when you're in like environments that you don't know um, people and like it's really uncomfortable. But you're learning like at such a fast rate. Mm. Like when I was in England, I trained with Rampage. And oh, he, shit. Okay. Yeah. And he like in the little like first couple hours of me knowing him he had given me so many nuggets of knowledge that i use to this day when i'm wrestling people i'm like yo you wanna you know this this will help this and i'm like damn like i got these little things from um all these different people and you just put yourself in those awkward situations because yo like going to a seminar is kind of awkward too right like sometimes you don't know people and you're like kind of socially awkward and you know you don't know what to say and but then you come away with so much so it's like really good that we got that too because i went to a bunch of seminars here too how did you find uh how did you find your character because it was very much like okay divya is wrestling and then it's like oh now she actually like has something it felt like a very Mm -hmm. much like a one weekend switch and it's like oh shit and because we're we're rarely on the same shows, I never actually get to fully experience it. I think I yeah. saw it on like one Death Proof or No Limit show. It was one show, um, and I think I was still trying to get my character because 
Because, like, for me, I um, I guess when I was starting to wrestle, you, you remember my gear was just black and generic and, yeah. like, you know what was going on. Then I wanted to, like, pay homage to, like, you know, Jimmy Superfly Snooka and, like, um, my Fijian heritage. So I was like, okay, let me do some, like, leopard print, you know. Um, and um, Toy, he gave me the name Wild Sapphire. I was like, this is awesome. Ran with it. And they really loved it, you know, when I was, like, in, in Japan and England and things like that but it it kind of evolved like in a way that like I didn't even try and make it change um but the character was less me more jungle woman crazy yeah. you know and I was you were like, like shouting like, at one period right yeah yeah L a lot of like growling and like I do that now um to kind of um show aggression yeah but it's not to that point where I kind of feel like I'm like a cave woman and yeah. and it's not me I'm like damn okay so I'm kind of straying away from what I wanted to do um and then I think it was when Adam said something about like like why don't you just like do the hula because I have hula danced since I was 15 but did it ever strike to me to put it <laughs> in, like together no, no right no, like that's so not. weird and then um and then, like, Mo Moana came out, and I was like, yo, I love this. Um, I already had, like, you know, um, a lot of ideas for more of an island vibe, but more hula-esque, right? Not, not, it doesn't have to be so, like, savage. Even though I can be savage in the ring, it's like, that's not me. Like, if you know me in real life, I'm yeah. kind of like a goofball, right? Yeah, that's why it threw um, me off when I was seeing you, like, scream and shit. I was like, oh, okay. It's, it's pro wrestling. We're going very gimmicky right now. Yeah. And it wasn't me. But uh, now it's kind of, like, more cheeky and, like, um, like I dance, like I over-celebrate, you know? It's yeah, so it, it's and, more real characteristics. It's like the Usos from the Wild Samoans. Yeah, sorry, this is my <laughs> yeah, it is. And um, I also so I kind of want to like that's my next step. I want to bring the urban a little bit into it because right now it's um it's very like Moana and very Disney, which is like great because I'm very much like that. But I'm also urban. I feel like um, we can get some edge in there and, like, make it relatable for yeah. adults, right? Yeah. Hold on one second. Let me see if... Uh, I think my dog's bumped into my router. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, they're napping or looking very suspicious. Oh, uh, well, there so, she comes. Yeah. Uh, so what... What are some of your goals left in, like, wrestling? Well, of course, to be signed. Because we all want to be signed. Um, Hold on one second. Let me just restart the live. I think I didn't need to reset my phone. Oh, no, okay. Sorry about that. My dog did knock over, uh, knocked over the modem but kept the router plugged in. Now my dogs are definitely going to attack during this. Hi, Blue Blue. Doo -doo -doo. Waiting for Divya to join me. Blue Blue. Doo -doo. 
Stop! Stop reaching! Uh, yeah, they knocked over my goddamn the modem, but not the router. So I was still connected, but not. And now she's all over. Oh. This is the mini Greyhound. I want a Greyhound so bad. They are so cute. You see that cane-like blue eye? Yeah. Aww. When Does we, he, uh, is that a boy? No, it's a girl. Her name's Blue. Does she respond like if I said like blue, hi blue? Uh, she would, but I have my <laughs> headphones in. So, oh man, my dog doesn't respond to anyone when they're talking to her on the phone. Oh. Ah, savage! Oh, look at that savage, nasty! Oh, he's so nasty! Oh, she's ah. so cute. My dog's like, stop looking at that dog. Look at me. <laughs> I like how, like, if I'm ever holding on to one of her toys, like, she thinks mm -hmm. it's go time. Like, I can <laughs> she's just... like, ready for you to throw. Ready for you to throw. Yeah, she's like, do it. Do it. Yeah. This is and the this best is dog. The... Like, I couldn't, the... I couldn't ask for a better dog. The wiener Aww. dog's trying to go under the blanket. Does your dog sleep under the blankets like a human? So, this one... Oh, hi, Leah. Uh, this one likes being like cuddled up straight up with you. Like she would spoon my sister. Like she was the big spoon. Aww. And then the one over here that's trying to poke up the mom. She she likes sleeping on top of the blanket on the bottom of the bed. And then Dexter, the wiener dog, likes to just being under the blanket. He he needs to be touching you, but he doesn't care if it's his butt or his yeah. paw touching like your knee. Yeah, she'll she'll like totally cuddle, and then she'll sometimes just want to touch you, but she will want to hang out with you on your bed. Like, uh, we we trained her when she was like six weeks old. She was like so small, and um, we literally like trained her to go in her own um, in her own crate, and it was okay. so cute. Yeah, she would just like we would be like bedtime, and she would literally go in her crate, and she was this tiny thing. And then um, finally, when we started letting her on the bed, it was like, yeah, it's like yeah, you're allowed here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what are your goals in wrestling and also out of wrestling? Um, outside of wrestling, I want to be able to kind of like take my passions that I've like gain throughout wrestling if you know what i mean hi tomer um hello tomer <laughs> when um when i started doing like marketing on social media and stuff for myself and like really paying attention to it i was like damn i actually like this so i started doing social media marketing or sorry marketing in general i didn't get to social media with um like pretty chocolatier i work for pretty chocolatier and I started doing some marketing for them. And I was like, I kind of enjoy this. So outside of wrestling, I do want to get a course under my belt just to get more knowledge on marketing. Because like everything I know is self-taught. And I think that textbooks and professors do have a lot of knowledge in those things. They teach year after year. Like there's so much knowledge to be gained. Um, and then, I don't know, that'll help for like wrestling or even outside of wrestling, but marketing is really broad um, and I enjoy it. So that's one of my things. Um, 
And with wrestling, I kind of want to um, be able to wrestle more in the States, even though right now it's really crazy. Um, because I don't think that I've had my fair share of, like, touring in the States. Like, I, I kind of went to, like, you know, a couple of all seminars and um, stuff like that. And I had some um, shows set up for before COVID hit. And um, I was really looking forward to them because I was like, damn, I'm going to open up to such a big, like, um, market in, in the States and, like, all these different fans, you know? Like, because yeah. people come up here to watch wrestling. There's tons of wrestling there. Um, and I wanted to do that, but I couldn't. So, like, that's kind of one of the goals for me. Um, but I've been in the States more with the WWE than I have. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you about that. What? How have your WWE experiences been? Amazing. Um, I got to wrestle um, Tamina like in November. Um, that was like on a whim. It was kind of like you know, um, a bunch of uh, the superstars got stuck in Saudi, and mm-hmm. so it was like, okay, what do we do? And they had this match. The match oh, was that the-, the NXT show where, like, literally the NXT talent flew in, like, while the show was almost about to go to air? Yeah. So I have a story about that. Pretty much I was told that I was going to have this match, like, a half hour before doors. Then I was like, okay, great. Um, and then we had the match. And as I come out, out of Gorilla after, um, and obviously, like, thank everyone and whatever, I come out. And all of a sudden, there's, like, a storm of people. Literally, he <laughs> formed in backstage and like it was like SmackDown, right? Stormed in backstage and we're like, whoa. And it was like a whoosh of people like, okay, I'm wrestling you. Like literally, like what are we doing on the show as they're passing me? And I just finished this huge moment wrestling. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like, damn. And then they had such a good show. Um, it was really, really good, right? Um the NXT takeover even passed on to Raw and they had mm. their they had their talent. It was just they wanted to do that. It was that really was good. especially off of like all the people shitty on the Saudi Arabia shows and then they they get stuck on the tarmac and NXT comes in and then people are like, Oh shit, this is so cool. Oh Keith yeah. Lee and Matt Riddle on SmackDown. This is awesome. And like I feel like no one was positive about WWE anytime recent before then and then this happens yeah. and it just boomed exactly and then and then i guess like everyone really liked it because everyone in nxt got their chance right to kind of be on the big stage and they killed it oh yeah it was it was a good couple of shows so uh i'm glad i'm like damn i kicked that off you know and um it's it's funny because i saw tamina because i kept working with the WWE. Um, fortunately, they had me back. You know, I went um, to Boston. I went to um, Indiana, Kentucky. And um, then I went back to Detroit. And it was about five or six months after I had had my match with Tamina. And um, I'd seen her a bunch of times. But then she was like, hey, this is where we wrestled, isn't it? And it was so crazy because, like, that's when she was like, you know, starting to get her title run. And I was like, nice. Um, this this woman, this vet, like, you know, 10-year vet, 
and she literally like is so like nice like I was like it made me feel really 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 nice because I didn't I didn't like I know she remembers that we wrestled and stuff and we had a really good match she said um but for her to remember even the exact location where we like wrestled it's like it felt really nice mm-hmm. yeah that good. those are like the little <laughs> moments where like I I did one of the Megan Boy shows and it was in a backyard and Cole Cabana just stared at me for like a solid ten minutes, and then no, he just I... asked. He just asked me. He's like, "Where do I know you from?" I was like, "Oh, I drove you a couple of times." And he's like, "Motherfucker, okay, that's where I remember you." And it's just like, I when we were talking about seminars earlier, I went to AIW in Cleveland, and there was a Dean Malenko seminar, and he didn't do shit. And there's a hundred people here. We all paid like a hundred bucks for this because he's he was still a WWE agent at that time. And mm-hmm. we're all sitting there pretty much geared up and he just talks to us on the bleachers. And cause I didn't know anyone. I was the only person that came in from Toronto to go to it. And right. he's just looking and he said a couple of his ideology on like tag matches. I was like, okay, well I've heard that. And I believe that. So it's good to have more people to check the mark that off. And uh, he, it felt like he kept staring at me cause I am an intentive listener. Like when I'm listening, I'm nodding my head. I'm yeah, paying I'm attention. Like yeah. Yeah, because that's also like how you learn. And then if you're the one talking, you don't want someone to just look like a blank board staring at you. So like, I know. Eye contact. Like some people yeah. don't like contact. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the complete opposite of that. Yeah. So like, what's it called? He was mentioning, it's like, you need to stand out. If everyone's going left, go right. And he's just staring at me. And I had like the road warrior haircut at that time. I'm not a small dude. I'm just like, I know he's he probably like, oh, this dude is a weird dude. I'm going to watch him so he doesn't steal my wallet. But <laughs> like six months later and even like a year and a half now, because that was September a year or two ago, people still remember me from that seminar. And they're like, oh, I met you once. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I meet a lot of people and hit my head a lot. I don't remember names very well. Yeah, that's a real thing. Like, it's crazy. Sometimes I won't remember meeting someone and I'm like, did I hit my head that match or something? It, it blurs so much and it, it makes me feel so bad. I know. I actually got in England. My dog is like digging off this whole garden. Duchess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got to um, do a Ricky steamboat seminar it was the coolest thing ever and it was like um it was like sixty dollars it was like so cheap and there was six people there because there was like one seminar and it was like 40 people and then the um second day that they decided to do a seminar before he left it was like six people i was like what is going on and literally like we had them like bring with like ricky steamboat and things like that I'll never forget, right? Like, those moments and stuff. But then, like, sometimes faces just... It's weird. (laughs) Like, like, even at my workplace, I swear to God, there's only... There's, like, 50 people that work there, but only, like, six different names. Like, if I take a guess, I'll probably guess, oh, yeah, this white dude's name is Mike, probably. Yeah, that's pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, I was gonna... Are you a reader at all? Like, do you enjoy reading books? 
Yeah, I enjoy it, but I don't read enough. Like, um, what I'm reading right now, and I, I really like to read, like, self, self-help self books. Same. Um, yeah. It's just kind of like if I'm going to read, and my little brother loves fantasy. Like, he'll go uh. through literal, like, just series and series, and I'm like, I can't. Like, I see me, motherfuckers with these thick books, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not a nonfiction, I'm a nonfiction guy completely. But right now I'm reading The Power of Now. It's really good. It's on, um, I think it's on Bill Gates' um, list of reads or whatever. That's where I found okay. it. And it's really good. Um, but it, it, there's some, like, moments when I'm reading it and I catch myself, I'm like, yo, this stuff, like, low-key sounds crazy. Yeah. But, like, it makes sense. <laughs> so it's good. I'm what are you realizing uh, right now I'm re- I'm reading actually a couple of true crime magazines I just got but uh it was fuck uh the rules of life and then there's one from humble the poet called 101 simple truths for a better life and it's literally mini chapters and it's just hey don't get in your own way if someone pisses you off it's okay to acknowledge that move on. You don't have to forget it or forgive them, but just acknowledge, move on. And it's a scar, but you grow with it. And it's like small little chapters like that. But I, I was going to recommend two books for you for the social marketing uh, side, because there was a book that came out maybe like 2012 called power friending. And it is about like social media marketing. I've heard of that. Yeah. And then there's an older book from like the 1940s or 30s called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Wow. Is that how old that is? Because I've heard of that. Wow. Is it really good? That one's very much, no one you have to read stuff and just compare it for what works for you as opposed to, it's very easy just to say things on paper. Right. Yeah. That one's so old that you kind of have to like clarify with stuff, but it's a good way of like, because it tells you how to like interact with people and communicate. But the power friending one legitimately just tells you like social media facts based off of like cultural sociological facts. Like the how no matter who you are, probably on Facebook, 150 friends is the median or the average. Because communities, or not communities, your brain can only have the capacity to keep up with 150 relationships. And that's really? why most, yeah, most Facebook things are like that. And, and now we're fucked up where, especially like in wrestling, like, I think I just looked at your Facebook profile and it says we have like 200 or 300 mutual friends and both of us have over 1,500 friends in total. I mean. <laughs> but uh, also speaking of Facebook, you did like a Don't Rush style challenge with some female oh, wrestlers in the area. Fun. Yeah, that was fun i really enjoyed that like just doing it i was just kind of like okay this is kind of cool we have like whatever 15 seconds and um so i did two little videos like you know the before and after mm-hmm. and we had just in it so it was really cute who uh i saw like i saw the first minute of it so who's in the whole video oh my god um my favorite part of the whole video is not even on my Insta. Is when like Pretty Ricky gets in and like he oh, just like fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's like worth the 
worth the full view on my Facebook. Um, it's so so funny because like he just like comes in and he just smashes it. I'm like, damn, so super duper funny. Um, Sabrina Kyle, like I think she put it together like with all the music and stuff, which was awesome. Oh, like right away, like I like posted on Insta. And right away, I get this thing from Insta saying that it's, like, blocked in a few countries. I'm like, oh, the copyright. Because, yeah. like, yeah, you forget about that. But, yeah, it was a fun thing to kind of do. I didn't even know it was still going to happen because it was, like, a while ago. Um, and um, it was kind of like, okay, this is something to create. And it made me realize, like, I do like creating stuff and getting on these lives and stuff like that, you know? It gives yeah. me something to do creatively. That's <laughs> the fucking wiener dog is just wanting all the attention right now. I love. Hey, buddy. I literally was real high and I was cuddling with my dog the other day. Get, show us more of that wiener dog. I was, I was. He's fucking jacked. Uh, he had 18 puppies before he was a year and a half old. Wow. Yeah. And then I got him snipped. Yeah. I mean, after 18. Well, I delivered 18 puppies because of that. Wow. I'm an crazy. amateur vet. I'm an amateur vet. Duchess? Oh, honey. Oh, no. Was, I, she, was she on? She's, like, digging up. She made, like, a beautiful little mess over here. Oh, God. Very nice. Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> she's proud of herself. <laughs> Well, Nubia, <laughs> thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Plug all your stuff so when I put this on my podcast, people will know where to find you. Yeah. Um. Here, I'll type it down here. And you can, like, follow me on Insta. That's me. Divya Russells, Divya Russells. Um, but thank you for having me. I had super, super fun out in the sun with uh, our, all our dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we should do this again. Do Q and A or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate. It. I can't wait to hang out with you in real life again. I know. We'll see each other soon. Hell Bye. yeah! Have a great day. Tell Adam I said hi. I will. <laughs> Bye. Going down, I'm yelling to my You better move, you better dance Let's make a night, you won't remember I'll be the one, you won't forget
Uh, very tired. Hello, Brandon. How are you doing today? Uh, I have Bia joining me uh, somewhat soon. Uh, Cody, how's it going? Hello, Scott. Eric, uh, just waiting for Bia to join. Do, do, do. How's everyone's weird Tuesday going? I'm very tired from work and a short nap. There's Bia. Do, do, do. <clears throat> Hello. Hey. How's it going? Go Not too bad. How are you? Uh, I, I was like real productive at work, and then I took a fifteen-minute nap, and I feel like I've been awake for a day and a half now. Oh yeah, that's a weird feeling. How's your morning <laughs> been so far? Pretty productive. The same uh, old, same old. <laughs> peaceful, also. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll start right off the bat. How did you get into wrestling as a fan, and then as a wrestler? All right. So as a fan, it's not like the typical, I used to watch it all the time. I, I did watch it with my family a little bit, but wasn't hooked off the stuff on TV. Um, but when I was about 10 or 11, my uncle Frank, so Chris Thorne, okay. came and oh, stayed yeah, at my house. Yeah. He came and stayed at my house with a bunch of the wrestlers and they had a show on the beach. And I just loved being able to scream at everybody. And from that day, I helped set up everything. So, like, I was just right in there from the start. So, How old were you again at that point? Um, the first show I went to, I was probably, like, 10 or 11. Okay. And then he didn't live around here at the time. So the next show was probably not until a year later. And then when he finally moved here, I don't know. I'm not very good with dates. <laughs> it was around 15 or 16. Okay, so, okay. And were yeah. you also born in 92? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so say happy early birthday, by the way. Yeah, thank you. It's about two weeks away. <laughs> Gonna yeah. celebrate real big, go to a club, hit up the casino. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> uh, I so what was your experience when you first became a wrestler then? Um, well, I started valeting and managing first. Okay. So I really... Yeah, I did every step. I refed. I did the music. It took me a lot to actually start to wrestle. I trained for, like, probably three years before I actually had a real match. <laughs> okay. So how old were you when you had your first real match? It's all kind of a blur. I think I was probably 17. Okay, okay. I, my mom was really, like, I needed to finish college. But she let me go on my first tour um, in grade 12. But I don't even consider that because I wrestled like this dude named Ernie Todd okay. and it like that that like tour I refed and I wrestled like two matches so like it I didn't start wrestling until I graduated college that's when I like because my mom didn't really want me she like you need a backup plan like you can't just wrestle what did you go to college for uh educational assisting special needs support so I work with people Aww. who have disabilities yeah okay, it's okay. sweet when yeah. did you first, like, want to be a teacher then and, like, help people who are disabled? I I don't know. I think wrestling, like, because that audience, like, they're just, like, I don't know. I was hooked. But uh, <laughs> I'm just a caring person, I guess. I don't know. Wrestling, crossbody specifically, made me softer last year in a good way where it's – I didn't give – 
one way or another about children. And then there's been so many, there's been so many fe- like little girls, especially as fans. And I'm just like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, even little Lita, eh? I thought that was uh, the weirdest thing. Like, she loves you so much now. Like, she used to be scared of you because I always question her about wrestlers and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, she's so sweet. And I'm she talks about amazed. you lots now. Aww. I'm still amazed <laughs> that she actually records all of my matches. And, and loves going it. On, she's so proud of it. <laughs> going on last, though, I'm like, well, there's like, especially one child there that their first show was me and Josh in an Iron Man match. And I'm like, I can't imagine being... 11 years old and my first live match is an hour-long match. Yeah, that's intense. What's what's been one of your longest and most intense matches? Uh, I don't know. I did wrestle in a four-way with Jody, Josh Alexander, and um, I'm horrible with names. Was it Homicide? Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know. (laughs) It was was just shuffle (laughs) on the Fatal 4-Way at PWA that day. Yeah, and yeah, it was that was an intense match. I was like, yeah, bit off more than I could chew with that one. <laughs> Over under forty times. How many times have you wrestled your sister? Over, definitely over. Her first three month tour, we wrestled like fifty six times, and like, yeah, yeah, it was sweet. Are you one of the people and that then... keeps track? Of your uh, matches? No, I wish. For her first tour, I actually do have a book because it was a tour. Uh-huh. So I do have all of her first matches in a book somewhere. But uh, I don't have all my matches. I wish I, f- I did. I feel like the tour schedule especially kind of screws that up because there's so many matches. Like, even Pretty Ricky. Three matches in a night. He'll delete his calendar. And I'm like, Pretty Ricky, I'm pretty sure you've had, like, 180 matches last year. He's like. Man, I don't know. As long as the show's done, I just delete it and just move on to the next. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. It sucks. I look back at Facebook and stuff memories. Like, that's how I figure it out. I didn't even know when my, like, when did I actually start wrestling? I don't know. Like, it's, most people know that. (laughs) I, but like that three years, I kind of make, feels like that's where it just blends in, where it's, you've been in the grind of it so long. They're like, cool, this happened, but. Yeah. Yeah. Who's someone that you wrestled or a few people that you felt like you leveled up or you gained new experiences from them? Uh, Gained from, for sure. I went on one of my first tours alone without Uncle Frank um, was the Beauty Slammers tour. Okay, explain this to me then. um, It was ran by... Davin, I think his name was. Anyway, I was there with D-Man, Caitlin Diamond, um, Lauren. We all jumped in a car and we went out east. And uh, the tour, we all got screwed. I'm pretty sure D-Man had to sell his GoPro to get us home. But the experience we all gained was sweet. We made so many friends. And Serena Deeb and Sarah Stock were on the tour. Okay. And I wrestled Serena Deeb every night. And then she ended up being a trainer at WWE. And I was like, yeah, yeah, she made me a better wrestler. And I got to wrestle. Yeah, that was like my third year into wrestling. So, yeah. Do you and then, look, do you look back on it now and wish like you had the knowledge now then to go yes. further? Yes. And I wish I was so scared. Like I, I didn't like I still lack confidence. I think that's one of the things. But I was like so timid and stuff. I wish I would have like opened up more 
Like she came back down and we visited once and I was like so much more chill with her. So it's just like, I wish I had some more confidence back then. Do you think that's something that in your career, you're always like, fuck, I just wish I was more confident. Cause you're oh, yeah. one of these people, when you brought it yeah. up right then, I'm just like, yeah, every time like bell to bell, current to current intermission, you're fucking raging. You're having a, the time of your life. And yeah. then it's also like, I'll see you after a match or even before a match. And, that confidence thing is like it's not the regular nerves it's actually like but you're fucking good <laughs> yeah 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 i know i can go in there it's just i don't know yeah okay. i know put me to the test and i know i can pull through but i just uh, yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> who's a couple of people right now that you want to wrestle so i haven't put too much thought to it in a long time well six months hey i see you though dropping down to training it can be more oh, yeah. experienced people i see you giving her yeah there's a lot of people i'd love to wrestle like i have never wrestled you fair where's uh vertigo yeah there's i feel like all these i want to like, wrestle everyone <laughs> perfect answer uh there's there's fucking uh i completely lost the train of track there for a second uh there is maybe in the last like eight months the overlap of more intergender wrestling has maybe coincided also with unfortunately your sidetrack. Do you want to explain why you haven't wrestled before the pandemic? Yeah, I guess I should. Um, I had a hernia and I kind of just ignored it. And then I picked up my sister in a match in December and it popped out. So I had to go to the hospital and I was told I couldn't lift anything over 15 pounds. So I kind of felt like I tore an ab for a couple of weeks. But then after that, the pain was like subtle. It didn't hurt that much unless I lifted like something a little too heavy. So I was just like, what? Like, I just wanted to wrestle and lift weights. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't do anything. So didn't think I was going to come back to wrestling. I was getting surgery and they were like, you know, they tell you, I don't think you could do this again. So they booked my surgery and then I quit. I didn't need surgery. They're like, oh. Uh, it's not bad enough yet. So I still have like this little teeny tiny thing in my belly button that I can see, but it doesn't hurt. Okay. So I started training at rips for like a few weeks and I was getting pumped to make my comeback. And then <laughs> fucking Corona pulled that rug right out from underneath me. <laughs> the the world went to complete shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Dad fourteen uh, says, "Hold and bring Bia with you to Kaizen, which is in Nova yeah. Scotia." Yeah. Have you wrestled besides tours? You've wrestled in, like, Nova Scotia and Newfoundland before, right? Yep. Yep, a couple times. I was just there for their big women's tournament. Yeah, that's what I remember seeing yeah. photos of. What's your yeah. experience out in the, the Maritimes? Oh, it's always such a blast. I love everyone there. Everyone's so nice. It's like another family. <laughs> it's, it's definitely very... Uh, it seems like a small community. Yeah. I only yeah. had a small little taste of it, but it was definitely... Coming back, we actually had a hurricane, so our second show got canceled, and we were coming. Oh, uh, we were coming up. Uh, yeah, New Brunswick. Sorry, Dartmouth. Uh, New Brunswick. I mixed them all up. Dartmouth. I've been there on the tour, I believe, that I did the uh, Beauty Slammers tour. But uh, there, but it was just like a great. So a hurricane happens. We're coming back, and we actually 
there's a woman that says, oh, it was actually going there because we went toy hunting and we were actually late for call time. <laughs> uh, we had so many toys. We had to open up some of the packaging so we could put it in like the back window part. So it's oh like the wolf mask. Because you guys are already all there. squashed. Yeah. Uh, and what happens though is we see someone with a support Maritimes uh, wrestling shirt. And for me, every time I'm in a city I'm wrestling in, like SKM's hosting an event in Hagersville or something, I'll walk around and if someone's looking for something to do where there's a poster, I go, by the way, we're wrestling at that community center right over there or that church. The only reason I try to make conversation. Yeah. And also try to sell a ticket to justify my my rate. And she's like, uh, oh, I'm actually going to the WWE show. I'm like, oh, the they were canceled and she's like no there's only one that they're still doing they canceled the whole weekend because why the fuck would they fly anyone out and the only show that actually ran was kaizen nice so she ended up coming to watch the show because of you or she she was already going she just thought it was we were still like a few hours away from uh dartmouth so she ended up not seeing any wrestling that weekend but at least she still has a support maritimes wrestling shirt oh i see (laughs) Uh, Dragon Dad uh, asked if uh, Beauty Slammers was run by Davin Chatik. Yep, yep, that's it. And uh, I'm guessing that guy's not the best, right? He was a nice guy. Just, did, like, the tour did not work out the way he planned. So. Uh, that's that's an unfortunate thing in wrestling where there's a lot of high hopes and uh, sometimes no, ret- no return. Yeah. Uh, so, and there was people like Caitlin Diamond on the tour, so I'm sure that he, like, got a lot of crap. I just <laughs> washed my hands of it when I was done. It was a great experience. I was only three years in. At that point, you're not trying to make money, so. Yeah. You're just yeah. trying to not get hurt and try to get better. Yeah. Yeah. It was a solid experience. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he is a shit promoter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, like, how did your mom get involved in your feud with your sister, like, a year and a half ago? Uh, I, I think I pitched it. I don't know. I, I love my mom. Me and my mom are, like, besties, and uh-huh. she loves it. She would love for my sister and I to tag. That would be, like, <laughs> that's what she wanted. That was her end goal, and she thought we were going to tag. But uh, that didn't end up happening. <laughs> um. Yeah. Did you did her hair get cut in that feud or just yours? Yep. Yep. Her hair got cut. Um <laughs> not enough that like she had to go and get a haircut, but yeah. like Lenny hacked at mine. I still have like <laughs> some of my hair is a little like it's all blended now, but oh, I had like a short patch of hair for so long as a reminder. <laughs> and then I tried to go get bangs after to try to like, oh I can I can rock short hair. Oh my god. It was like horrible times. <laughs> That's what sucks too. I was like Cutting my hair was, it took a part of me away. Like, <laughs> wrestling was weird for me after that. Like, I just didn't have the flowing, beautiful yeah. via hair. <laughs> so. How how did you come up with that ring name? Uh, I didn't. Um, the guys that I trained around it. So, someone said that Jeff T. Smith came up with my name, actually. But my like when I was younger, my dad used to call me beautiful Bia. Like it just flows. The little girl that I babysit called me beautiful Bia. Like it just yeah, just flows, I guess. Uh, when you inevitably return, do, I'm guessing you're gonna change some stuff. Yeah, beautiful Bia is not gonna be the beautiful Bia. <laughs> okay, so because 
like last Christmas ish or before then, uh, you did like change your gear, the haircut happened. What made you? Because I remember hearing a story of like when you still had uh, had the shoulder pads, where like Rhino saw you and went, "Oh, you shouldn't have the shoulder pads," and then saw you like a year later or something and went, "Oh, you still have the shoulder bl- uh, pads." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why were you obsessed with the shoulder pads? And then what made you go, "Okay, fuck it, I'm going to change." I just feel like all ge- girl gear is kind of similar. Like, it's very similar. Like, they all look the same. And I ha- I felt like I had something. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, that Power Ranger-looking girl or, like, <laughs> yeah. So I liked it, and I couldn't think of anything different. And then I went to that purple gear, which, it, like, it was cute, but I just, it was pants and a shirt. Yeah. I don't know. So i got to try to find something fun. I I do remember at least, like, the kick pad with the purple gear just looked like you were there to just fight. Like, I'm going there, I'm gonna kick a bitch in the face and leave. Yeah. The pink, yeah, the pink, I hated the pink. It never fit me from the beginning and it didn't look good, but yeah, I got four pair of those, like, the same design (laughs) and they all kind of fit differently. Oh, okay, so uh, this is totally off track. Every time I see, because I have a sister that's four years older than me, it's. I know, like, there's some female clothing that's a little bit cheaper, but also, why is there rarely ever pockets? <laughs> right. That's funny. Yeah, it's annoying. It, even sometimes it looks like they're pockets, but they're sewed. <laughs> like, it's, you can't even put your hand in. Oh, jokes. <laughs> that's, that is like... always my favorite complaint from girls, is especially, it looks like there's pockets. These aren't real. Yeah, especially on jeans. I found leggings with pockets, and I bought three pairs. <laughs> They're sick. Your whole phone sit, fits in the side. Uh, you recently dressed up for a small car excursion? Yep, yep. I put some jeans on. <laughs> put my heels on. <laughs> how how did it uh, feel to, like, feel like you're not just going from home to a bike ride? It was nice. It was nice. It's Are life you, is so weird right now. Yeah, like so you're not working right now, right? No. No, cuz right now I would be starting like summer camps. That's yeah. usually what I would be doing, and those have been canceled and community living didn't get the funding mm. that they usually get because of all this craziness and not being able to run their programs. So you're you like such like a loving and caring person, especially like you're saying summer camps and uh the studies that you studied it have you ever thought i don't know why i think it's because i don't have any like younger nephews or nieces or anything i'm really obsessed with the idea of arts and crafts oh, right now. i lost you for a second oh shit okay, okay we're back. We back sorry okay. yeah so i i have no idea why but i'm obsessed with arts and crafts right now okay so like at my workplace, I'm not supposed to bring my phone in. I've now glued my notebook so that there's a secret pocket in the middle of it. And I want to start doing delinquents, arts, and crafts. Like <laughs> like how you could get away with bullshit. Basically, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, but a little more specific. Okay. So have you ever thought of, like, because you've done a lot. Of, I don't know if you want to talk about the other Instagram account. Oh. Uh... I don't know what's your viewers like. I don't. I just don't want kids well, to be like, oh, well, beautiful Bia does that. I can do that too. It is legal. 
Yes. I grew up watching Stone Cold Steve Austin. I now have a Stone Cold tattoo on my leg. Oh, so, sick. So with, like, that side of things, you are very motivated and social social media content, at least right now. Have you thought about doing any content for children? Especially the beautiful Bia name brand would have been amazing. Yeah, that's... No, I haven't actually thought about it. No. Like, I don't know if Treehouse TV is still a thing, but I feel like <laughs> beautiful Bia would be a character on that. Yeah, we could have dance parties and play games and do crafts. Maybe yeah. by the end of June, there's a beautiful Bia YouTube channel that's, yeah. that you sell to CBC Kids <laughs> by the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Giving me ideas. <laughs> it's all like literally these small like you and you and Alexia around the same time were people that I would message because I would see that you were down or I'm just like, hey, I like these people. Here's like a positive message. Someone's rooting for you. And it's very much this content of talking over the pandemic, especially over video chat has yeah. made it so much like the world's a dumpster fire in the past seven days yeah oh yeah you add in the wrestling deaths from the week before i'm a fucking mess right now yeah i think everyone is i tried to stay away from it like i deleted facebook and twitter off of my phone smart. just so i don't endlessly just scroll and see new videos i'm like i i am a white dude i have no opinion to lend to this i'm just gonna step aside yeah so, like, I'm just like, oh, what's the opposite of stressing out about all these Shad Gaspard being a great guy, poor Hanukkah oh, fuck, police brutality. I'm like, hey, beautiful Bia should make a uh, arts and crafts YouTube series. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's true. I have a tin can that I'm trying to turn into something, a tuna can. I kept I cleaned it out this morning. I'm like, hmm, I can make something out of this. <laughs> Who looks at a can and goes... Oh, this isn't garbage. Yeah, I'm so weird. The other day, I'm, like, sitting with some friends, and I'm, like, looking at the ground. I'm videotaping an ant. Okay. And my friend's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, just this ant. It's pretty cool. Just, like, they're having a total conversation about <laughs> politics or something. And I'm just, like, <laughs> playing with this ant, <laughs> making friends. Oh, my God. That yeah. That's that's your mascot on the show. That's how you start the show one day. That's a cold <laughs> opening. That's... Just staring at this ant. So ants are cool, and then it goes into a Bill Nye the Science Guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it would be amazing if you have, like, mini fucking segments, and you just wear, like, different costumes. So it's oh like you have a lab coat for, like, the Bill Nye segment. You have, like, a, um, a uh, like, an African safari hat for when you're outside on field trip stuff. Yeah. Uh, you little artiste on. hat. Little yes. artiste hat. Yes. <laughs> You put glasses on to read, but you they're very oversized and there's, like, no lenses in it. <laughs> so, like, you just, like, scratch your nose through it at some points. <laughs> oh. Beautiful Bia does magic. Yep, beautiful Bia does magic. <laughs> you have a top hat and the cape. I'm a little clumsy. I don't know how good I would do with Oh, magic. then you'll be a perfect children's host. <laughs> <laughs> just put down some padding in case you trip. Yeah. <laughs> What's, uh, besides the hernia, what's some, like, scary injuries you've had in wrestling? Well, I broke my thumb, and it was, like, so disgusting looking. Like, I had to hide it from the fans. Like, I'm pretty sure I frog splashed Ben Ortman. Okay. I, I'm hor I have a horrible memory. Anyway, 
frog splash my thumb was just like mangled so i hit it and i ran to the back i was like has anybody ever seen anything like this before like it was gross looking <laughs> but th that one didn't hurt because i was just like so freaked out until the doctor was like trying to pull it out of like because it was like dislocated or whatever yeah. and then i was out for three weeks with that and i came back and i broke my knee and that one hurt because <laughs> i like hyper extended it and i landed on it with it like yeah off a low boy he, like, I just got popped off the side, and I'm pretty sure my thumb was tangled in the tag rope, and I was like, oh, no, I don't want to re-injure my thumb, and I just land, like, I wasn't braced for the fall. Yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. That's a good story, actually. I'm going to tell the story, because I yeah. hurt myself. Oh, my God, like, scream. They carry me to the back, and uh, Robbie Reckless is finishing this tag match, and I see my spot, so I run back out with my broken knee and I try like I hit this spot and then I'm like just so hurt and my uncle Frank's like I thought you were like ribbing us or something like nobody knew what was happening I left the venue and I broke my knee and like they were like was she kidding was she not like but it was, yeah I love hey, at least you remembered your spot yeah it was like I panicked and then all of a sudden I was like no man I'm supposed to be in there I'm not a pussy like anything <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and uh, I cut my head and blood. Blood in the eyes. That's scary, dude. I, 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 fuck. I feel like I was there <laughs> for, for when PWA you got cut open. Was it against, uh, it wasn't triple against Chelsea. Threat. No, triple threat with, um, Nolan Pink and El Reverso. Oh, I'm thinking of, uh, you and Alexia and, uh. Oh, Alexia got, yeah. 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 That's that the one it. that, um. Was Caitlyn Diamond involved in that one, too? Yep, that was a triple threat with Alexi and Caitlyn. Yeah, a couple and name Alexis. drops for Caitlyn Diamond. Maybe I need to have a chat with her. I haven't talked to her <laughs> in a while. Yeah. <laughs> she plays a big part in, like, my beginning. Okay, explain, because... like, her influence in there, then. Well, around my area, when I was 15, 16 years old, it was Jody DeMilo, Caitlyn Diamond, Holly Hilton... And then everyone's, I've seen Amy Victory, but I was even younger, I think. Uh, Crystal Banks, and then obviously Cherry Bomb, and um, I'm going to call her by her old name, the Demon. Uh, Courtney Rush. Yeah. What's her <laughs> name now, though? Rosemary, Rosemary. Yeah, that's, yeah, so. Those were the girls that I was watching as, like, okay. the indie wrestling ladies, right? So. When I started wrestling, no, cause when I started wrestling, it was, Ka I got to Ka wrestle Caitlin Diamond lots and the other ones, it was like, yay, I finally get to wrestle these guys. I got to win the PWA title off Jody. So that was cool. But yeah. how many times did you hold PWA titles? 10. Ooh, 10, 10 times elite. Yeah. So, okay. So you were around in the weird period before like all of these women's titles in Ontario now. Yeah. What was, what was that time period like? Well, it's all I knew, right? Because there wasn't much indie, like women's wrestling in the indies. Yeah. When I even watched, it was, it was an excitement and there was like the washroom break, right? Yeah. And even when I started, it was kind of like that. And I used to love people being like, oh, you wrestle like a boy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. Because I was trained with guys. Like, yeah. there was no other girls. Yeah. Did yeah. Uh, did you feel, though, like, when you were on shows, you were either just 
like the throwaway women's match, did you sometimes feel that you were only for there because of that? Yeah, when for did, a while. When did you get like your first kick into like a storyline or feel like, okay, I'm a pro wrestler, I'm appreciated? Uh, definitely when I started to be able to do the intergender wrestling and PWA, like they just they gave me my shot, I like to say, because my first match there was against Rip Impact. Okay. So, and I just, yeah, I remember, like, I got a lot of good feedback after that. And then, right. yeah, they were bringing in girls for me or giving me intergender matches all the time because there wasn't too much else. So, uh, so let's talk about uh, your other account. All right, the peaceful, productive pothead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened over the last... So, I've... Apparently, because there was a Facebook memory popped up, I've been smoking weed for seven years. Damn. Uh, so, um, I... But I've never really... I was more of a drinker than a smoker. And then, specifically, August last year, almost daily. So, All right. So, what's your... Because I... I'm a. I enjoy getting high and smoking weed, but I'm not a connoisseur. I, when my dealer says this is what she has, I'm like, cool. Let me get an ounce of that, please. Yeah, me too. I don't even know what I have. <laughs> so you're but, a bong uh, person, though. Yes, for sure. I'm a pipe yeah. and joint person. How did you? What was your first experience? I'll tell you my experience after you tell me yours. My first experience smoking weed wasn't good. I think I was like 16 or something and uh-huh. I smoked a joint and I don't know. It just wasn't good. But I started smoking weed in college, I think. Okay. And in the mornings because I woke up like and I, I couldn't eat. I felt like sick. Oh, okay. I don't know. And it like helped with hangovers when you're drinking. I <laughs> so. And I don't know why the bong. I like the... <laughs> <laughs> My favorite memory of uh, smoking and bongs is one of my coworkers will take a big rip right before he would leave work, and there would be a, literally a giant cloud over where his car was, and it was just impressive. <laughs> it looked like the little cloud dude was starting the Mario Kart race. <laughs> uh, just over, yeah. But the first time I smoked, I saw ghosts. Oh. So that whole hey, when you first smoke weed, don't don't hit a bong, just have a little bit, maybe a pipe, maybe a joint. So I said, fuck that. I had a cross joint, a regular joint, got taught how to hit a bong, smoked a pipe, and I was drinking, and I had a broken hand also. Oh my so, god. So at one point I went to go in the pool and I thought I was just going across the pool. Apparently, I was slightly angular, and I had a paper bag over my, uh, or a plastic bag over my cast, and I'm just bopping around, and then eventually, I'm going in the deep end, and I just, you just see my arm, and that's it, like an elephant. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just, I'm trying not to drown, but I'm drowning, but I don't want to get the cast wet. I don't care about water getting in my lungs. I'm like, I can't get the cast wet. That's... <laughs> And then I went inside, and two of my buddies are there. Uh, Joel, who is actually the dude that would smoke weed in his car and create the clouds. He's a shorter black dude, and then a guy named Shane, which is a tall, skinny black dude. And they're talking about, they open up the fridge, and Shane normally didn't talk too much. He opened up the fridge, though, and because my buddy was only 18, and I was a year older than him, or two years, because I was 20, I bought him beer, and I was like, what do you want me to grab for you? He's like, just get me beer. And he gave me 220 bucks of just beer. Didn't ask for any alcohol, just beer. 
so it's all stored in his fridge. And Shane opens it up and just goes, these fucking white people, they got nothing to eat. What, they send their kids to school with beer for breakfast, beer for lunch? <laughs> and they're going off. I'm laughing. But their uh, their backs are to the kitchen sink with the window above it. And I'm like, ha, ha, ha. And then I see what I could only assume looks like the girl from the ring. And it's just the height of the door behind me, which is like six and a half feet tall. And just I just see black hair and just like a skull face kind of. And I'm looking at the reflection. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this behind me isn't real, but I'm not going to turn around just in case. And out of the <laughs> corner of my eye, I kept seeing like things dart between the doorways. And so then you're no I no longer just, paying attention to the conversation that's happening. You're no, just... I'm trying not to die. <laughs> and then I made the decision I'm not going outside the house again. So I just stayed in the living room with my back to a wall until my uh, parents picked me up. And then it, that was a that was a fun experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, what's your? Uh, because you're following all these accounts I didn't know existed. Because of you, I now see the peek into, like, Podhead uh, There's Instagram. a whole community. Yeah. There's, yeah, they have lives every morning for Wake and Bake. And, <laughs> yeah. I am not that into it, but I'm getting there. Getting uh, there. How much do you dislike your phone? A lot lately. Like, <laughs> it's really annoying me. I do have... I got notified I have 5,000 pictures on my phone, so I have to delete some pictures. I have no more room, so maybe it's messing with stuff. But out of everything in the house, my phone is, like, the Wi-Fi always, like, doesn't work. I have to turn on my data. It's my PS4 works, my laptop works, but my phone's been pissing me off lately. It's only a year old. So what are (laughs) three things you want to do when you're able to do things again? Well, camping, but I'm going to try to do that. I know yeah. he extended the emergency act again, but I like I don't care. I want to go camping. I feel like you should be able to do that right now. Like that's social distancing at its best. Yeah. There are so. aren't there campgrounds and like trailer parks opening right now? Apparently, it's like only for people who have like the season seasonal. And then oh. Algonquin, it's like the one area, like the back out area, and I don't know if you have to actually like canoe there. Like, I'm, I'm going to try to figure it out. I want to go. <laughs> saying canoe. So, so I can't swim. So, so you saying canoeing, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to die. Yeah, no, you literally, like, you go on a canoe to an island, and that's where you're allowed to camp. And okay. there's no washrooms. No washrooms available. Oh, so. I'm okay with it. Like, people will see the way I look. I'm, I'm okay taking it. Just I think dig I'll a hole? If I remember. <laughs> if I remember. <laughs> I don't know the proper etiquette. I was like, oh, a, a moose walked by. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I think on the live yesterday, I was talking to Scott Hunter, uh, the commentator from Smash. And he mentioned when he's talking to people about their characters, what you would do. Like, what would your character do if he was at work or going here? What would your character do if he was going to the washroom? And Manfred, tall chicken boy, was like, what would Holden Albright do if he went to the washroom or took a shit? And I was oh, like... God. Well, Holden Albright would probably take a shit on your driveway while staring at you and daring you to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very much like, yeah. I realized today, Holden Albright's Brendan Caulfield, if my jokes went too far and I was just serious about the people going missing. 
they say it's an extension of yourself dra dramatized right or whatever <laughs> yeah it, it's me if i've committed the crimes i joke i may have committed <laughs> so okay you read right yep well that sounded i sounded like such a country bumpkin and just like i didn't know words for a second there but so <laughs> what kind of uh books do you enjoy uh reading mostly like crime and wrestling okay okay what or, are like, some of your favorite biographies um well i read the stephen king it was like they captured kids who had like powers and like there was like this whole like secret field like thing. I'm gonna look and see what it's called. <laughs> the Institute. That one was really good. Okay. And then I just recently read AJ Lee's book, and that one was super good. I like. I I've heard like really good things about that book. Yeah, I'm gonna probably get the Bellas book at some point. I've been watching Total Bellas. <laughs> What's the, are you up to date on it or catching up? I'm yeah I'm in the middle of season five so I'm not quite caught up but pretty caught up like how many seasons are there uh, probably six okay yeah they're probably working on six because I think five's almost over I don't know I'm in the middle of five though <laughs> you're in the middle of it right now yeah and uh, she's already like past the whole wedding thing and she's pregnant so okay. pretty caught up like that's pretty I don't know <laughs> it, it, uh How's the CWF family? Because it seems one of like the things where there will be tours and stuff, but there are kids there that I've seen when I did the NWX shows five years ago that they're still wrestling, but they haven't like expanded outside of Chris Thorne. What's your uh, view on the CWF community? Uh, I don't know. They're kind of just doing their own thing. Oh, I did something. But they're just doing their own thing. Uh, I've been training at Hamilton Pro with Rip lately, trying to just expand my horizons, you know? <laughs> how, how did you, uh, you and Adam become an item? <clears throat> Wrestling. Um, he actually, like, I, run a, I ran a class at CWF, where, mm -hmm. like, still would be running for the people who I work with. So there was about six guys who were training, and uh, Adam ran the class. So we were hanging out on Mondays and just wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling leads to other wrestling and leads to yeah. uh, new roommates. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> How, yeah. So you still have your clothes at your uh, mother's house, right? Well, I went and picked up a lot of my summer clothes and I just brought back the winter clothes there. So how? How's, <laughs> what's Adam's uh, pet peeves as a roommate? Um, I don't. Just for like... the record, I'm gonna ask him later on. I'm gonna do uh, <laughs> something with him, so I'm gonna swap it around. Yeah, I'll get into bed with like all the like extra blankets and pillows or whatever's been thrown. On. I'll just crawl into bed. So then later, when he has to get in, he has to like literally like take everything off the bed. Uh. <laughs> um. Yeah, and when I take, like, my clothes off, I'll, like, if I have a shirt and a sweater, I'll just, like, leave the shirt inside the sweater. So, like, later when like, he's hey, doing babe, laundry. Go watch so... this. <laughs> well, yeah, when he's doing laundry, he has to, like, pull everything apart. And I don't match my socks. For Christmas, he bought me all matching socks. <laughs> do you yeah. do that, on, like... I just don't care. I just grab them. And I was joking the other day because I'm pretty much back to the same situation because he bought me all the same but they're like slightly different colors and stuff so 
but he'll fold his clothes his socks and wash them like and then unfold them before he puts them in the wash and make sure they're together <laughs> i'm not <laughs> so. uh how has he because uh he works like in retail ish right now how has he been dealing with like the stress of work right now Oh, he hates it. Yeah. I'm like, he's calling in a little sick a little bit more often just for sanity. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, I, uh, cause where I work, I realized one of my supervisors there, he, he's just losing his mind right now because he's taking everything serious from his superiors. And then I, I'm pretty sure I was high at work. I've been high at work every day since January. (laughs) Uh, I can't blame the pandemic for that, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, I just looked over one day and I just went, yo, you don't own the company. Don't let it own you. And then he looks back at me and I just went, fuck, that was smart. And then for the next three weeks, anytime I'd get yelled at, I'm like, I don't care. I don't own the company. Don't let it own me. And then I'm like, <laughs> I can't wait to go in my car on break and smoke a bowl out of my pipe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's probably how he's looking at it. He did like, he had a mask wore because he has a slight asthma. And they were, like, trying to make him uh, wear the mask even after, like, the asthma and the health. And he's very into politics and all that stuff. So he was able to, like, fight his case. And now he's just wearing one of those, like, face shields. Yeah. Because he was also leaving work a lot earlier. So he was, like, losing hours. So he was like, I'm not leaving anymore. You guys have to do something for me. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally leeway there. You need to push back sometimes. Yeah. So, uh... Uh, I'm going to be wrapping this up. Is there anything you want to leave anyone with? Because you are a very positive person and you, your fucking checklists are awesome. Yeah, it helps me. I need to like see like, okay, there is stuff that I need to get done because otherwise I'm just like, oh. like I have, it's hard to get fulfillment right now. If, yeah. Like I'm going out for walks so I can see animals because I love that stuff. But like, I'd love to be driving somewhere where I've never been before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so just try to find f- fulfillment in like the little things right now, I guess. Like your morning coffee, you're my little balcony. I mean, I have like a drunk neighbor the other day who was naked out there, but sometimes it's my oasis. You gotta like, yeah. Male or gotta, female? Male. He's, Oof. yeah. And it's mental health and there's no resources for these people right now. So yeah. it really sucks, but we're dealing with it in our own way so thank yeah. you for watching as always shelly uh plug your stuff bia uh at bia bia xox on twitter which i just got back into my twitter account um at bia bia on instagram no i think it's just one bia actually <laughs> <sighs> yeah beatrice moss then... on facebook because they won't let me change it i used to be beautiful bia and i trying to change it or no, they they made me take a picture of my license anyway. So now I'm always going to be Beatrice Moskrit. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure, like, there is, like, a little way around that now. Because I remember, like, five years ago when that kicked in for everyone using gimmick names. They were like, fuck off. See, and maybe they just didn't take it. Now that I've taken the picture of my license, anytime I go to change my name, it says, oh, we already have proof. Mm. So there's probably a way. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, guys, try to find some kind of positivity and fulfillment. <laughs> and look for the beautiful Bia Treehouse Homage show on YouTube this fall. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great day, Bia. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like On Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand In other words Baby, kiss me Fill my heart with song And let me sing forevermore You are all I long for All I worship and adore In other words Please be true In other words I love you 